It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the show tonight... We return to the 2022 Burren Slow Food Festival, which took place a few weeks ago in Listonvarna in County Clare. And I'm going to be talking to Katrina Considine from Moher Cottage. And Ali Dunworth has news about the Beyond the Peel Music and Arts Festival, which also includes Beyond the Plate, which is a celebration of all things food and drink. But before we hear from our guests this evening, may I take this opportunity to remind you about how you can make contact with me here at The Best Possible Taste. You can drop me an email, Sharon at SharonNoonan.com, or you can tweet me at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation. And I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So last week we heard from stallholders at the Burren Slow Food Festivals and one of the other producers I met when I visited Listenvarna made a delicious fudge. Katrina Constantine is from Moher Cottage and joined me by Zoom last week to tell me all about her food story. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Katrina, great to, to have you on the programme. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I met you at the Burren Slow Food Festival at the weekend and you were there selling delicious fudge. Tell me about your business. Yeah, so um, thanks, Sharon. Delighted to be on uh, talking to you here today. Yeah, so Mora Cottage is a destination gift and coffee store on the Wild Atlantic Way um, beside the Cliffs of Moher. And uh, we're five years old, so we're a relatively young business, uh, considering a lot of the businesses in the Burn um, Geopark region. You know, a lot of them are well established and here a long time. Um, but we have we have um, we've created the business on our family farm um, in what was our old cowshed. Um, uh, so the building itself is uh, our cowshed is one hundred and fifty years old, but it had and it's um, it's all made from Lascanor stone. Um, uh, a, a, Full of cuteness, we think anyway, and um, but it had this amazing view um, right over Liscannor Bay, um, all the way to Cur- the Curry Mountains on a clear day, and um, so we kind of you know were saying this cow shed is kind of wasted on the cows, you know they won't mind if we borrow it for a while, um, so that's um, and then I suppose at the same time it really started from a desire to work where um, where I live, you know I was working in Dublin when I met um, Kevin, who uh, is his farm, grew up here and uh, um, in Liscannor. So, you know, there was no debate about where we were going to live. But I and, I, and then I commuted for many, many a year. Um, and I suppose, you know, the commuting life, like a lot of people can relate to, you know, you're up early in the morning, you're home late at night, you're missing out on so much in, um, in, in the area, in the village, you know, um, because you're on the road all the time and you just, you felt kind of like the life was passing you by. Um, but the work I was involved in was a lot of corporate work, it was really Dublin-based roles. I just couldn't quite find a job in Clare um, that would work for me. So I said, listen, maybe we just need to create a job for myself. Um, and that's where the kind of dream started. Um, and uh, and, and that uh, has evolved into more cottage, yeah. And tell me, where are you from, Katrina? Are you from Clare? Are you from Dublin? Um, Port, Port? Um, uh, Galway, actually. Okay. But um, my mother was from Clare, so I'm kind of half half a Clare person, I think. Uh, not a not a true blue 
blowing, <laughs> but uh, half a blowing. Um, but yeah, from Galway City. And I noticed at the weekend on your stall, in addition to selling the fudge, you also have lots of original art there. So you are an artist. You're a creative as well. Yeah, well, I um, I I we live somewhere absolutely stunningly beautiful. So and I have a golden retriever dog. So we, you know, go walking lots on all the on the by roads and the high roads around uh, North Clare. But um, in that, it's uh, it gives you a great opportunity to take photographs. So I've, you know, uh, created my own range of photography, my own range of cards, um, and really that's that's it was a hobby, or it is, you know, still still quite a hobby. But uh, it was something we started um, really from the public looking to buy them. We hung up photos in of my photography of our own cows in uh, in the shop when we opened it, and uh, as as a kind of a, a the decor if you like and uh, then people said oh I want to buy them and that's kind of how it started so yeah so we have a little uh, little section to them in the shop and, and they go they go really well yeah and it, it gives me a lot of uh, uh, satisfaction when somebody picks up a card or picks up a print to buy you know we love it I love it you know you get great buzz from your own work selling you know and your clientele are they predominantly tourists coming into Ireland to visit or how has the Irish domestic market factored into your business yeah so from the very beginning we wanted to create something that would work for both the local and the visitor um you know it was uh definitely we were definitely keen to provide that coffee shop experience um uh that that place that anybody could come and take five enjoy a coffee um soak in the view just relax and so um in that way um the locals have really supported us from the very beginning and um, locals in Liscanner village but in like Lahinch and Doolin as well and Liston Barna you know I have some great customers there that spin down for their coffee and meet their friends after a walk at the beach or whatever so we have a great customer there but then obviously we're on the wild Atlantic way beside the cliffs and moher so we have a great passing trade from um, the visitor and then we've also a great trade from the holiday home owner that you know we see every summer say the same people are coming back to their holiday home and then with the pandemic obviously people are using their holiday homes you know a lot more so we're seeing them uh, throughout the year and I think there's uh, people now are realizing you know we can come to North Clare in uh, in November and it's it's fab you know just as much it is uh, while it's quieter than maybe July and the weather is wilder and um, that brings itself you know another lovely reason to visit because that wildness is is uh it can be fantastic you know as well and are so, you, yeah and are you open 12 months of the year we closed january and february um uh just to take that wee break and uh um and weekends sort of in november and december um just to wind down a wee bit um but but otherwise we're you know pretty much seven days um uh there thereabouts kind of once we start the season until until like um kind of the middle of november and tell me about the menu so obviously your fudge features on the menu and i want to talk a bit about that in a minute but tell me about the other dishes that that you serve and the great coffee that you have yeah so um i spent years traveling for work you know all all over ireland but also also all over the world um spent a lot of time in the car driving a lot of time in airports and uh um so i grew uh a great fondness for caffeine and coffee in particular obviously um uh which goes well with driving long hours um but then for a while i uh, i was working on a project in australia in melbourne for about um 10 months and really got into the coffee scene there 
and it's amazing. Their cafes are fantastic. Um, uh, the baristas and all of every the whole experience there. So uh, when I came to um, Liscanner and you know I, I I knew it kind of it needed something like that and um, so I really wanted to create that coffee experience and I knew our business is going to be small the footprint of our cowshed is small so it was always going to be um, more um, more a coffee stop as opposed to a full restaurant that's not what I was trying to create it was more that coffee stop um, with some retail. And, des- and nice design and uh, that experience of taking five. So, um, so yeah, so I knew then I really wanted to bring a good coffee to the area. So, yeah, so we've got, um, we're supported by Coffee Jai, a great family business in Galway, who supplies with our coffee, a, a premium blend, a medium roast, but it's very accessible um, and people um, really like it. We've got great equipment. We've got great baristas. We really pride ourselves in, in uh, you know, getting, a right coffee every time um and uh and yeah and then we support that with with our fudge with um with some simple baking uh some of it we do ourselves but we also buy in uh, from local um bakers and, and try to provide that just lovely sweet treat with um with your coffee and, and, and plenty of choice in a in a small area if you know what i mean well, as you know, I came home with some of your wonderful fudge yesterday evening and there isn't much of it left, I have to tell you. Tell us how the fudge came about. Yeah, so we were after that that sweet treat that would go really nice with coffee. I used to make a little bit of fudge myself, um, do a little bit of um, kind of sweet treat baking around Christmas time as gifts and things like that. Um, and it was something, again, that wasn't in the area, so we're trying to provide something different. Um but also, I I, um, I had done a Ballymaloo course, um, just a short four-day one with Jarena Allen, uh, a good few years previous to um, setting up Moral College. You know, when we were mulling over kind of ideas and what we could do. Um, and uh, and I just remember the a big takeaway uh, from her was um, you can be you can be known um, or you can be famous even for, for just being good at one thing. And uh keep things simple and uh and and just keep them good and high quality and so you kind of that kind of resonated with me and say listen we don't need to be all things to all people but maybe if we get a coffee good and get a good um just sweet treat with it that we can kind of manage and do ourselves in a small area um uh that could be it and uh uh and you know i remember Darina just talking about you know a great guy doing cheese toasties in in the english market in cork i think it was you know and it was a queue every Saturday morning because it was great bread and great cheese you know so it's just about keeping things simple and um and uh we knew we weren't going to be um the lunch spot you know um we weren't going to have because we didn't have the facilities for a big kitchen so it was about being that sweet treat but we also recognized that and we said we take a feeler from our visitor and like especially the overseas visitors that are going to the cliffs that have their big Irish breakfast wherever they've stayed you know and they're not really after the big lunch you know when they're on um, a walk to the cliff um, they've, or they're after maybe finishing the walk to the cliff because they're on their way to maybe a, a dinner a nice dinner um, somewhere whether that be you know um, in Clare or further afield so we kind of knew where we were the stop that was going to be that little filler snack and uh, so that's kind of all of that together then we came up with that combination of our coffee and our fudge and um, and some ni- nice baking you know and is it only sweet treats that you do then is there anything savory on the menu so we do in the summertime, then we do some sandwiches that are just grab and go sandwiches, you know, um, but uh, we really only do that in the summer for that, you know, um, when when it's really, 
say um extremely busy um and uh and sometimes you know people might struggle to 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 get somewhere and um, to sit down for lunch or something like that if they wanted it but uh but yeah it is i suppose we are known as a coffee and treat stop and that's maybe what people come for you know and it sounds like you're very passionate about what you do, but you're all you're also very clear on what your strategy is. I, I sense a bit of the corporate life has yeah. has kind of come in there to the business and that you're using a lots lots of skills and expertise and knowledge that that have come from your previous career. Oh, listen, it's really stood to me because I think you have to be um you know, I, I worked in consulting for years. You had to be very clear at the start of every project on what your vision was, what it what it is you were trying to achieve, and uh, and the, and then and then your goals to do that, and uh, and having that clear strategy and um, and knowing who you are not and who you do not want to be, and uh, uh, and really um, and and no apologies. You know, I think uh, I think at the beginning, you know, when you open up a new business, some people say, "Oh, would you not do this? Or would you not do that?" And I used to. I kind of fell into the trap for maybe the first month or two going, oh, sorry, no, or oh, sorry, yes. And then I kind of go, why Why am I apologizing? Maybe because we're not like someone else. We are different and we stand out and we're really, um, and we set out to be that. And then people went, oh, no, I get it, you know. And um, and uh, it makes uh, it makes things very clear for staff and the team. Um, and we're very lucky to have a great team and everybody knows um, what we're about. And then visitors, we've had, what has been great actually in the recent more recent weeks is we're getting um returned American visitors say that had visited us pre-pandemic and they're back for their return trip and they've actually come out of their way to find us to come back, you know, and that that is you know really blows me away when all of the places you can go to and they've said, you know, listen, I want I want to come back here for coffee and uh, and then they say, you know, and they're noticing what's new and what's different and um, and that that really is uh, uh, yeah it's it's been fantastic now the last few weeks I've loved meeting them. And how did the pandemic affect your business? Because obviously you you didn't have those American international tourists to to cater for. Yeah, so obviously like every business, it was a shock. You know, um, we won't go. You know, we're no different to everyone else. We had that big awful decision to be closed. When to be closed? We closed a bit. I think the day earlier before we were told to close and it was just, it was horrific. But, um, but I was very fortunate because the, the year before I had decided that year was going to be a year I was focusing on online retail. So I had my website done the, for the previous Christmas sales. And uh, so we were up, we were up and we were online and we were active. So I didn't have the scramble that a lot of other people had to get online you know and that that awful pressure on them to get a website together etc and get products up so we were able to quickly then just literally just um put put our heads straight into online and you know we created created care care package gifts easter gifts for the first um that first easter and um that went really well it just it really um took off um it was there was a big big gifting season in all our lockdowns and all the various lockdowns because people couldn't see people birthdays were still happening people were still thinking of other people and um, people were having tough times and their friends were remembering them and things like that so um that kicked off um uh you know really well and we you know we got a, a few shout outs from different media from um Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook the CEO of Facebook gave us a shout out on her Instagram as a small business innovating through um the covid times and um which gave us a big boost then with the American buyers 
you know um so it was uh yeah it was um I have to say it was by the time you come out of each lockdown I was exhausted <laughs> um, um because you really were uh working uh very hard and and uh without maybe getting that feedback and that customer interaction that you get when you're in the store so I while you were working really hard and you're really grateful and you're out to pay all the bills etc you're not getting that lovely in-store experience that I get every day now with our shop open which is what I love where you're talking to people and you're getting that instant feedback um the online you know it's just that bit more uh difficult in that way but we're very grateful for it got us through the lockdowns will always be online we're still selling online we're still posting every day um orders but um the in-store experience is what really kind of gets my um yeah get, you know just really makes the the kind of uh the the whole my i just love it. yeah just love, love meeting people and the fudge then comes in a number of different flavors so talk us through the range of fudge um that you have and how you came up with the different flavor combinations yeah, so we've um yeah we we vary the flavors. You know, we typically have about eight to ten flavors in store at any time, and uh, and then you can buy it by the bar or you can buy it in a gift box. And obviously online we sell it in the gift box, and that's a really nice gifting present for people. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of older people like fudge. You know, it's very easy to eat and all of that, and it gives that sweetness. Um, so yeah, so obviously we um or a salted caramel. Fudge would be kind of um, our standard, always on fudge, and that would be our best seller. And then, obviously, to vary that and make a gift box is interesting. We just started adding other flavors, including using chocolate and vanilla fudge. So, um, yeah, in any given time, we'll we'll change, um, we change them up, you know. So they're never really the same, you know. And people come in, and go, oh, you have your lemon meringue back, great, you know. So it keeps it fresh and keeps it interesting. Um, uh, that that it's you know it's not the same eight or ten fudges every we have a few standard ones we try to keep going like the salted caramel but then we'll vary it up to you know mint chocolate orange chocolate um uh honeycomb lemon rang raspberry ripple um yeah uh, chocolate caramel you know uh toffee caramel you know so we really rocky road is another one that we will always do in the summer as well because the kids love it um so when they're off school we'll have a rocky road fudge there um a lot of days and um so yeah so we kind of yeah vary it vary it depending on the season as well we'll have some christmas themed ones then as well um and when it when we get to christmas we'll like to bailey's fudge and things like that you know and do you have a personal favorite um yeah like i, I probably the the um salt of caramel will always be the one for me i think but uh mint chalk as well would be kind of another one um if you're into mint it is just gorgeous yeah um and again it depends on what you like but uh but yeah they'd, they'd be the two i think i'd always yeah be tempted with in terms then of your vision for the business because i feel having had a consultancy role and life pre-opening this existing business that you're probably very strategic in everything that you do. So what are your plans for the future for um for Moher Cottage? Yeah, so we've um like our vision uh, since we opened is to be the best little shop in Ireland. And uh and you could say, well, well what what is that? You know, um how do you define that? How do you know you've reached that? And and really it's probably going to always be the the goal and the vision that we'll strive to because uh I don't think you know you can never just be there and stay there 
Um, but really, we want people to be happy to walk out of our store that they had a lovely experience and that they want to tell their friends. And if you feel like your customer has walked out going, oh, yeah, and is happy to tell their sister, their friend, their mother, um, go to this um, little shop. It's it's um, you'll love it. That that's that's what we want, and we want every customer to be able to do that. But yeah, we have um, no ambition to be uh, this big, huge, um, uh, you know, um, franchising or, you know, multi-store business. We are really content to have our flagship store here beside the Cliffs and Moher on our family farm. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly we're, we want to, big ambitions to grow our online um, and uh, and that, that will continue. And then, you know, little pop-up shops here and there like we did at the Burn. Um, slow food festival we've got a coffee truck that we bring down to um, our local beach Clahan here in uh, for the summer which will come down in June now um, and uh, that's great fun down by the beach a great sea swimming spot you know so we'll um, uh, those little additions to the to the business is uh, that add to the overall experience um, and where we can meet more people that that is something we'd like to to continue to do um and uh, and then uh yeah and focus on just um making sure everyone that comes in the door walks out with a smile on their face after having a great time at our, our little shop you know well listen i had a big smile on my face whenever i was talking into to the fudge <laughs> so thanks a million for that great oh, to no, hear thanks for your support sharon i really appreciate it great to hear your story and continued success with your endeavors Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And for anyone that'd like to visit us, we're right beside the Cliffs and Moher Visitor Centre in Liscanner. And uh, you'll find us online on mohercottage.com. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we were talking to Katrina Constantine from Moher Cottage in the beautiful Burren. If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you can catch The Best Possible Taste repeat on West Limerick 102 FM on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to in all the places that you get your podcasts as well as SharonNoonan.com. Now, my next guest is no stranger to the best possible taste. Ali Dunworth is a food writer and consultant who often curates content for festivals. And tonight, Ali has news about the Beyond the Peel Music and Arts Festival, which also includes Beyond the Plate, which is a celebration of all things food and drink. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Ali, great to have you back on the programme and tonight you're going to tell us about a festival that's taking place in Wicklow. Thanks for having me, Sharon. Um, yeah, Beyond the Pale. So it's a festival in Glendalock Estate that's uh, happening on the 10th to the 12th of June and it's the first year of the event and it's very much a music and arts festival and I am looking after the food side of things. And I think with every festival that's new now, they are very conscious about doing something food related because it's always very popular and well received by the audience, no matter what age you are. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, one of the festivals I started working on that was the first music festival that had a really big food focus that I worked on was Beat Yard, um, probably in 2016. And we had the whole area Eat Yard, which then developed into Eat Yard, which is now its standalone sort of place um, in Dublin. And it was interesting then that it was very much about the music, but they realised that audience are really into food as well. And I think for Beyond the Pale, that's definitely the case, especially because I think the audience is a little bit older um, for this. So they definitely, if they're going for the weekend, they want to be well fed and have nice drinks and are interested, I suppose. The food section then is called Beyond the Plate, which is a great name for it. And tell us what we can expect from that. The first focus was making sure we got some really good food vendors in. And I think in the last few years, we haven't had festivals, but what we have had is an explosion of really amazing food trucks starting up. Um, people that might have been working in restaurants had the pandemic not happened or people who might not have been cooking at all. And um, so kind of that was the first port call. So I'm really excited to have Bahai. That is Richie and Alex and that's um, Filipino street food. And I've worked with them in a couple of events. They did pop-ups with me last summer and this is going to be their first sort of proper music festival. So that's going to be great food. There's another guy called Eamon who started AA's um, Caribbean and that's Caribbean street food. And he only started that during lockdown and started selling from out his window. Again, his first festival. So they're all like into the music that's on as well, which is brilliant. And then they'll be giving us delicious food. Also, I'm really excited for Dublin Pizza Company. And they've kind of done a lot of festivals over the last few years, but they've just started their new burger um, branch so it's Dublin Burger Company so that's going to be really good smash burgers he's going to collaborate with me and um, so that's kind of the we have maybe like 10 or 12 really good food vendors so everyone will be very well fed the big blue bus as well um because they're from Wicklow they're just down the road and they're just kind of a festival classic I think with every food festival people expect there to be cookery demonstrations and they always enjoy that aspect of it it's not necessarily going to be demos. Basically, I'm going to have then the Beyond the Plate food tent. And that will be sort of talks and tastings and chats and sort of demos over the weekend. Um, and that's going to be a mixture of the people that we have cooking, you know, the vendors. So I'll get Richie and Eamon and different people to come and chat. But also I've invited lots of different chefs and sort of just interesting food and drink kind of folk um, like Kuan Green, who is a really interesting chef who has started his own um, OMOS, a sort of subscription service um, newsletter about food. He's really interesting, really into foraging. So each morning we'll do foraging walk with him around the grounds and then we'll come back and do yeah, like a kind of drinks demo where we'll make something depending on what we forage. I think that would be really interesting. We're also going to every morning do sort of a wake up, um, nourish your hangover yoga with a kind of cacao ceremony. And that was literally because um, I don't know much about cacao and thought it would be good to go with it. And it's kind of, I suppose for the whole festival, they're very focused on concentrating on where we are and we're in the thick of the Wicklow Mountains, it's kind of gorgeous landscape. It's really green and lush. And we try to keep that in the theme with the talks and tastings and kind of food activities that are going on as well. I wanted everyone to think about the land and the landscape that we're in.
the guys that are doing the festival, so Beyond the Pale, um, Dave Parle and Deck, and they also run the Big Romance, which is a really cool bar in on Parnell Street. And they always have a big focus on really nice drinks. So we'll be doing a lot of work with Whiplash beer and um, craft cocktails are going to be there. So we'll have really nice drinks. Wine Lab are going to be doing the wine. And I've got like invited like Aoife Carragy, who has done really amazing talks for me before about Irish drinks and We'll talk about that. Uh, Judith Boyle, who is just a fantastic drinks person as well. And we're going to talk about sort of rebellious spirits. So about monks and nuns that have made drinks. So we'll definitely be having a bit of Buckfast and maybe some looking at some of the Trappist beers. Um, so there's going to be quite a lot of drinks chats, which I think always works well at a festival because you only have people's attention for a little bit. They're sort of having a break from the music. They're sort of getting their food and they want to be entertained a little bit, but they're not going to sit there sort of and watch a half hour demo of how to cook something, but they definitely will be interested. I think in the stuff we're talking about, especially if there's little tasters of drinks to go with everything. So I think that's always a bit of a key. Um, another guy who does great music and wine um, chats and tastings with me all the time is Rory Craig from Station to Station Wines so we'll have a few he'll sort of nip in with wines whenever he can for any of the talks that we do um, and he I mean you can tell by the name of his wine company Station Station that it's um, he's very music focused anyway he's always a great one to have at festivals so yeah hopefully it's going to be like a little hub where you can have a break from the madness of the music side of it and kind of come and eat and chat and have a good time. And you have like a great lineup there and very impressive guests from the likes of Kevin Thornton. The Gastro Gays are going to be there. James Kavanagh, he's doing his podcast live there. Yeah, I mean, I just love like James Kavanagh's energy. He's brilliant and he's kind of does a bit of food and obviously is very entertaining and he has a new podcast called what did you eat this week where he literally just asks people what they were eating that week so I had put it to him did you want to come down and do um, interview one of the bands so he is going to have the Mary Wallopers they're really fun so he will interview them and we'll just record that live so yeah that should be good fun that's going to do that on Friday so we'll have kind of a fun opening on Friday evening James will do that I'm going to have um, Karen O'Donoghue from the Happy Tummy Company I met her at another event International Women's Day event and she um, bakes what has been dubbed the Magic Poo Bread have you heard of that? No I haven't <laughs> so she makes bread um, and sells it it's 25 euros a loaf it was very interesting you have to hear her talk about it to understand what it's about but she is launching like a new burger bun. So on the Friday, we're going to have sort of a chat about poo, I suppose, a chat about bread and pair up her new burger buns with the Dublin Burger Company buns and a few drinks as well. So that will be sort of our Friday night like opening party. So it should be fun. Um, and then on, I think on Saturday, we've got a really nice thing with Gastro Guys because they are, of course, bringing their new book, Hot Fat. So we, as I said, we don't really have a demo set up to fry stuff there, but what we'll do is get a selection of the best like fried foods from around the festival. And we're going to talk about pairing fried food with champagne, with bubbles. And Catherine Bell, who is a 
bubbles champagne expert is going to bring along some bubbles to pair with that so that should be a lot of fun and tell me about your festival first from the brilliant assassination custards team yeah so i'm really excited about that i mean assassination custards is one of my favorite places to eat and ken and gwen are very they're just brilliant and i've tried to get them to do stuff lots of times before but they're really small um operation it's really just the two of them there i don't know if you've ever been it's a tiny little place they do lunch you walk in there's a menu written on a paper bag and you kind of just eat whatever is on that day and it's gorgeous they call it sort of italian food very simple very tasty but they wanted to do something maybe didn't have the capacity to run a stall for the weekend so we came up with this box because during lockdown they do these aperitivo boxes that they sold um so we were like, let's make a box full of like really delicious snacks you kind of want to have in your tent with you because it is a camping festival. So yeah, I think they went out. So there's a few of them left to order, but they are pre-ordered and you pick them up at the festival. And I think as well, the um, audience at this festival, as I said, is a little bit older. Like they kind of want nice snacks and want nice food. And yeah, it felt like it was a really nice fit. Well, it, it sounds absolutely amazing, Ali. If people want to get more information, where's the best place for them to go to? So for tickets and more information, the website is itsbeyondthepale.ie. It's Beyond the Pale IE on Instagram as well. So there's lots of updates on there, but there's tickets still available. And I think it's going to be a really nice weekend. Hopefully we get the nice June weather for it. But I mean, Wicklow generally is not the worst spot for weather. We hope. <laughs> Absolutely. An amazing um, place to have it. Well, listen, all the best with it. I really appreciate you taking the time to tell me all about it. No problem. Thanks very much, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Ali Dunworth shared news about the Beyond the Pale Music and Arts Festival, which also includes Beyond the Plate, which is a celebration of all things food and drink. And earlier on in the programme, we were talking to Katrina Considine from Moher Cottage in the beautiful Burham. If you're just tuning in now and you've missed all of that, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Now before we finish up tonight, a shout out to Bloom in the Park which starts this Thursday and runs until next Monday the 6th of June which is the bank holiday. I'm hoping to visit on Thursday so fingers crossed I'll have a few reports from the festival for you next week. In the meantime, that brings us to the end of the programme tonight. Thanks for listening and to my guests, Katrina Considine and Ali Dunworth. Until next time, bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit!